Alright right, folks, welcome to Blackout of Sunrise. Today's guest is Mr. Gavin Dunn. Gavin is the creative mind behind Cork-based music production project Miracle of Sound, which has garnered huge interest and success on the internet in this last while. He has recently been described in the Irish Examiner as Ireland's most successful independent musician that no one knows about yet. (laughs) (laughs) Gavin, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Man, I was looking at your social media pages last night, which is a testament to people's success nowadays. And I think your last count, your last YouTube subscriber count was 234,000 subscribers, 21,900 Twitter followers. Yeah. 29,000 Facebook likes yeah. and recently your album Metal Up was number one on the, the iTunes, iTunes metal, chart. metal charts <laughs> which kind of garners the question what the fuck yeah man let's let's, let's that, that's pretty much my, my reaction to it as well let's, let's take it back to the start okay yeah. how did this come about and when and why alright so, let's say you with all three. Oh man how, where do I start where like? do you start so well At okay start. we'll start with how Lotus Lullaby fell apart basically okay. and that was um because we got signed to a label and all that yeah. and it was kind of the old cliche of egos start kind of coming out and due to a bunch of like errors in judgment by myself let's say <laughs> the band of course fell apart okay. as, as soon as things started going well you were signed to a decent enough label as well, were you? Uh, religion music, yeah. Okay. They're, what do they do now? They He just produced um, that new band that Louis Walsh is managing. I don't know what they're called. Man, that could have been I you. I fucking, I don't know what you they're called. Been, <laughs> you could have had Gavin life, you know. <laughs> been a new West life. Gav life, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nerd life. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so I was pissed off about that and I was sitting around fucking playing video games to cheer myself up and uh you um said i think i listened to you did an interview on bantercast or something recently yeah. that the album was recorded and it was kind of sitting on a hard drive for like the lotus album the yeah. lotus album for like five, five years, years. Okay. it sat on a hard drive yeah nightmare and then the hard drive got lost really? <laughs> yeah but, but i i own the songs again now so that's good and cool. I, i've re-recorded a couple of them under the miracle of sound thing and people have loved them okay so. cool great yeah cool so lotus lullaby fell apart yeah so then i was kind of playing video games to cheer myself up one day and uh said you know it'd be fun now if i wrote a stupid song about one of the characters and i did and i put it on the internet and it just fucking blew up really just went fucking mental like just went viral so i did another one which got even bigger and had me like flown to germany to meet companies and all this and it was like jesus i was thinking maybe there's a a little niche here worth that was just after the second post second i think it was the third song that really blew up yeah because i put one out and then a second one that did nothing and then the third one just went mental like really was there any particular what was was the style of the original tunes well you see it's kind of weird because when the project started it was different than what it is now because it was when it started, it was this real cheesy kind of almost fanfic kind of like the songs would sound like this kind of like cartoon, like 90s cartoon singing with very obvious references to game characters and real like silly. Do you know what I mean? Deliberately silly yeah. stuff like it was just meant to be taken. It wasn't meant to be taken seriously. No, it's just not at all. But actually, the funny thing then is um, there's a lot of people out there doing that on the Internet. And mm. I kind of 
wanted to be i i love music and i love making something that t- to me actually is good art as well yeah, you know yeah, that yeah. sounds pretentious but yeah but uh man there's great stories to be found in all these games and they're much more interesting than my life so <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah now what happens is the songs are written in such a way that if you've never played a game in your life or watched game of thrones as some of the songs are about or whatever you could still enjoy the song because there's no actual obvious references in there it's just telling a story through the eyes of a character like but uh but then recently like the most fast the fastest selling album i had um was the metal album and that didn't have anything to do with games or movies that was just all my personal songs so that was crazy that that sold so well i was like holy shit people it was kind of vindication for me that people like my music because of the music. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not just because it celebrates things they already like, yeah. you know. Well, I suppose in a sense, it's kind of nice to, that you have pulled in a certain audience, you know. Yeah, and then they yeah. go, it might open their eyes to the fact that, oh, this guy writes decent music, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, that's been for, first and foremost for me. Like, I won't cover a topic if I don't think I can do it justice and do a good, decent song about it, you know. And so Metal Up then was just purely your own stuff yeah. that, that you just had written along yeah. the way, so to speak. Yeah, pretty okay. much. Well, no, yeah, kind of. Metal Up was like um, like a, a pet project, I suppose, because I had done, I had been crazy busy all last year doing the gaming and movie stuff. And like it had just got a bit overwhelming keeping up with it all the time. And I just wanted to do something a bit more personal, you know, as most artists do from time to time, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. And um, well, you kind of need that yeah, to create, you know, otherwise exactly. you're just, it becomes pointless, I suppose, you know. Yeah, because I love my job, like I wouldn't change it. But at the same time, you do also need that that side where you're just releasing things out of you and making music for the sake of making music that you enjoy, you know, because yeah, yeah. Miracle of Sound is a job at the end of the day. And I, it's the best job in the world, but yeah, it's still yeah, a job. Yeah. And I was originally supposed to take a month off to do metal up but that kind of spiraled out into three months oh really i hugely underestimated <laughs> the amount of time and work it would take to, to well, do the metal album i suppose when it's just a, a one-man project it's so crazy man it's so you so programmed everything yourself played all the instruments did all the vocals yeah the yeah. drums are all uh, drum machines but aside from that i played everything yeah the production is mad actually i had to listen to what you sent it to me last week but mm. some of it's really like the riffs are really heavy and stuff yeah you know? yeah like I really? bought the uh, the Meshuggah custom oh, eight yeah. string guitar for it, like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then there's like this real melodic singing over yeah, it, yeah. and I was listening. I was like, "What the hell is that tune to?" It's like way yeah. down there, you know. F. It's tuned right down to F sharp. Really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's it's fucking like you have to tune the bass up a notch to play the same octave. Yeah, it's crazy. Those like it's it's like Satan's bowels erupting when you fucking play the low string on that guitar, like. Nice, <laughs> nice. That's real metal. So when did, so let's look at the time frame here for a second. So, yeah. so from the from your first production, say the one yeah. that you just put up. When when was that? Um, I think it was just over three years ago. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And is is she could like be, no, could be wrong, but I, that's mm, an estimate. I'm terrible roughly, with like yeah. times and numbers. But it's not like ten years ago. No, no, no. no okay. No. And it started to achieve a bit of notoriety then quite immediately. Yeah. 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 And so did it, it, it slowly progressed up Did the numbers just kind of maintain exactly, momentum. Yeah. It's, it's been a slow, but absolutely steady build. It's basically doubled every year. That's the rate it's been going at. 
And it's a good business model, isn't it? Yeah, it's great. Yeah. I wouldn't even call it a business model because it's accidental. But, you know. <laughs> but in terms of, of a business, if that's what yeah. you if you were doubling any business yeah. in a year, you'd be like, this is this is going well. Because yeah. I looked last night, man, um, you posted a song. Is it Bloodborne song? Yeah. yeah. Um, Pale, I think Pale Pale only Moon, yeah. And I had a look this morning and it was like it had 53,000 hits already. Yeah. Does that in still? Two days, yeah. Does that still make you go, what the fuck is going on? Why? It does. It, it's when you actually think about the numbers, because my channel now pulls in like between three and three and a half million views every month. Mm. And I just sit there and think about that. I'm like, that's like fucking like more than half of Ireland. Like, <laughs> you know, that's, <laughs> yeah. you yeah, can't really never... process that number. And the channel has 60 million views. I'm like, I can't process that number. I'll tell you when it really fucking hit home for me, man, was when we went to see Bruce Springsteen last year. And I was standing in this stadium. I was like, look at all these fucking people, man. I was like, to my girlfriend, I was like, look how many people are here. Like, and she goes, more people than this listen to your music every day, Gavin. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> when, like you, when, you, when you put it like that. You're like, Bruce, get off stage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're here for the main deal. That's me. Yeah. It's crazy when you think about it like that. Like, that's when it really, when you can actually see an ocean of people yeah. like that and put it into perspective. It's mad. Like, So, um. So I was going to ask you, did you model yourself on anyone? But it sounds like there was no model to go off of. You were just like, yeah, sure. really, just doing yeah. my own thing the way I've always done. Do you know, like that was always the problem with Lotus before as well with labels and stuff. It never fit into one genre because one song would be metal and one would be like disco pop and <laughs> one then would be more R&B. And, yeah, do you know, and that must be. Yeah, I that, love that. Like but <laughs> labels don't like that. Yeah. Yeah. Even to put you on a venue or to play a gig, they'd be like, yeah. Who do we put what these What are guys? they like? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just put them out the back. Let them play. Let them play on their, on their own. But that's actually been the biggest, and I'm really grateful for that. It's been the biggest strength with the Miracle of Sound project is the fact that I love doing different genres. Okay. Because every song I do that's metal up now is an exception because that was just me doing what I want. Mm. But uh, say with the stuff now about like, um, if I get contacted now by maybe Ubisoft who make the Assassin's Creed series. They'll send me a few videos and stuff before the game comes out. Okay. And they'll tell me a bit about the game, how the history in it works. And they're all set in like certain mid like historical cities. Mm. And then I'll try and have have to try and capture that sound and that feel with the music. Mm. So like one song might be this big orchestral thing with choirs and strings, like the new one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of gothic horror. And then the next one will be like the Guardians of the Galaxy one is like this 70s style kind of radio pop with tape distortion all over everything. And it's really fun, man, doing a different genre every time, you know? Yeah, it must be fun to make, actually, because you're not pigeonholing yourself at all. Like, no, just mess around in the studio and kind of go, oh, yeah. yeah. And you do this all out of your your home, do you? Yeah, all on Cubase. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking classy. Yeah, it's crazy. That's kind of mad that you can just do that now from, from it probably wouldn't have been possible, like, 15 years ago or yeah wouldn't it? i don't think well, it would even have been possible 10 years 10 ago years i mean ago, the yeah. technology has jumped so much in the last five six years especially with like strings and brass and stuff like that you can make it so convincing nowadays yeah. i mean a trained ear is obviously still going to hear that's not a real orchestra but you're half the comments are on the new video are like oh my god where did you get the choir from where did you hire a choir and it's like <laughs> no man it's fucking it's keyboard, like, you know, you play it on the keyboard and program in what syllables it's going to sing. It's man, you're giving away all your secrets here. No? You should be like, I, no. I have no problem giving away the secrets, man. I encourage more people to do it, like. 
So like, yeah, let's let's take that song for instance, Bloodborne song. Yeah. What is it? It's like four and a half, five minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so where did, where did the idea come first? Did you did you see something in a game that you were like, oh yeah, I could do something <coughs> with that, or had you attuned that you could kind of go, oh yeah, I could make that work here? It's kind Which comes of first. a mix of everything. Like people, a lot of artists have like a methodology that they use to create their work. That they'll do this first or that first. I work in complete utter fucking chaos disarray That's, yeah <laughs> chaos and disarray like i might come up with a, a, a riff here and have that lost in a folder somewhere and then yeah. a lyric jotted down on a fucking piece of paper and yeah. just total chaos man that's how i work <laughs> that works though it yeah. seems to be it seems to have served you well yeah so yeah so that tune is about what four and a half minutes long yeah in terms of work hours to get that, i know it's like you've a yeah. it's probably easier to create all these sounds and stuff now but even just compiling the audio with the video and getting everything to sync and blah 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 mm-hmm. how many hours of work went into that well that one, one in particular that one in particular i mean it's it's big so it took a long time i mean you're talking if i can think of everything that's in it now there's cello basses uh violas two layers of violins bells church organ fucking boron <laughs> there's no boron there's percussions there's uh atmospheric synths there's the choir of course and then there's like about 16 layers of my own vocals really? so that one took a long time that yeah. that was hard to mix it took i would say upwards of 100 hours to make that one fucking hell that's but, a long time but usually you're talking like 50 maybe 50 to 70 for most songs jesus that's a couple of weeks work yeah yeah i I, do i do very long work weeks (laughs) yeah yeah. i kind of but do you feel now that you have to kind of constantly be producing and um is there ever a time where you go oh do you know what i've made whatever amount of songs in the last while i just (laughs) just play some video games tempting all right every so often i'll just say fuck it and take a few days off but uh, I, because I don't work to a schedule or a routine, I can't. It messes with the. This sounds so pretentious, but messes it, with the chaos. It messes with the chaos and the creativity. Like yeah, yeah. I can't work to a routine because I make shit if I do that. Okay, okay. I make bad, bad music if I do that. But uh, I suppose that doesn't. Yeah, the routine doesn't lend itself to creativity. Really, no, does it? No, not at all. It doesn't work. And then some weeks you'll be like you'll get six ideas in your head for six different things, and you're like, oh Jesus, where do I start? Where do I? where do I go and you end up like doing two weeks in a row of like working all day every day non-stop like okay. girlfriend has to come in and remind me to eat and sleep like <laughs> and wash mm. please wash Gavin yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, man that, so the, the notoriety thing I, I know we just spoke about this earlier but it's <laughs> nice that um, to see I suppose the fact that you're getting some notoriety here in Ireland mm. Is that important to you? I know you did a piece for the examiner and you said yeah. you had you did something for RTE recently as well. Um, on a practical and business level, no, not mm. at all. But on a p- more personal level, yeah, of mm. course it mm. is because it's nice to be recognised at home and every musician has that little bit of ego that they like having pandered, I suppose. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. And it's, it's lovely to see people on your Facebook or whatever recognise what you've been doing and go, wow, this, this is really cool. And I think it it tastes so much better when you've had to work for so long at it to get it. You know, I think if this had happened to me when I was 21, I wouldn't have appreciated it at all in the same way. But 35 and after doing music for nearly two decades, you definitely appreciate the success. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) you know, it's that 20 year overnight success. Yeah. 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 Because as mad as most people would go, oh, yeah, he just does that now. And that's that's successful. But you're like. 
it's a long road to get to that you know yeah every every year you spend swimming through that freezing cold sea makes the tropical island at the end that much warmer you know (laughs) (laughs) analogy of the day by gavin dunn (laughs) but yeah i suppose like we were saying earlier before we hit record i suppose that the fact that i suppose the fact that your business is based through the internet geography doesn't really come into it anymore you know it's just like once you put it up there it's global like you know Yeah, the biggest audiences are um, America and Russia. Russia? Russia, yeah. I have a Russian fan page that I have not been personally to do with. I don't run it. I don't... On Facebook or something? Um, it's their equivalent of Facebook. It's called the VK. Okay. And there's 11,000 members of this Miracle of Sound fan group in Russia, all in Russian. And I don't even know what they talk about, but <laughs> That's I'm in to- I got in touch with one of the administrators and now I keep kind of up to date with them and every so often i'll write them a special message just for themselves okay and okay it's crazy it's brilliant like yeah eleven thousand fan group in russia <laughs> and i don't even have to run it someone does it for me who, who's a fan like that's mental and yeah here you are in cork just yeah, making yeah. music in your fucking in spare bedroom like, yeah <laughs> yeah you know? what, a, what a mad world we live in isn't it that's the world we're going into though and i would encourage uh most musicians to uh disbelieve everything you're told about the music industry you don't need a fucking record label now you don't need it you you probably need it if you want that kind of mainstream i hate the word mainstream because it always comes across like you're trying to insult pop music or something which isn't true because i love good pop music yeah which is a whole other topic which is why i hate the current pop music because i love pop music and i hate (laughs) seeing it destroyed this is like playing into the, the, the chaos thing you're yeah, yeah. Like, you love it but you hate so yeah, yeah you're yeah. basically your life is compounded it's, in chaos yeah pretty much the thought patterns are reflected in the work like <laughs> i like it but uh, yeah what were we talking about um, i have no idea the pop culture you hated oh, yes. it but you loved it but you hated it but you loved it yes and i would encourage musicians to go towards the internet rather than trying to kiss ass to record labels and stuff because mm. uh I just think that's the way you get fans now is through grassroots, through the internet. And I think it, I was especially lucky in that I was celebrating stuff that they all that already had fan bases. Mm. But if you look at a lot of the young bands coming up now who are actually being quite successful, they're doing it outside of the normal structure. Mm. Like, I, I don't get uh, articles in hot press. I don't get played on the radio i did an interview recently some radio i won't say who they were because that wouldn't be nice but a radio station contacted me an irish one and they were like oh we want to do an interview with you and uh, we heard about your success i was like yeah yeah cool and then i was like which songs are you pl- going to play they're like oh we can't play the songs we're playlisted oh god i was like so wait a second you're doing an interview about my project and you won't play the fucking songs yeah i was like the music industry man it's so disgusting and so corrupt and broken and it's a (laughs) dying rotting old dinosaur (laughs) that's going to go fucking extinct because it's refusing to change with the times and fucking good riddance man yeah i actually talked to a guy in canada recently uh chris colahan he's in a, a load of bands i've loved um was he he was the second last interview i did but he runs a little label you know that um uh it's called high anxiety records and i was kind of asking like do bands even need that kind of record company like you're saying you know what i mean like you have Bandcamp, you have all these soundcloud you have all these sources you know you can get decent quality of music 
on your home computer you know yeah. but I was asking him does do people even need that anymore and I suppose he was like it depends on what you want for your band but yeah. I think that, exactly exactly yeah, in terms of that label his label is very small it's a vinyl only <coughs> label but mm. I suppose that guy has seen so many things played so many gigs and mm. kind of encountered so much about playing gigs in that type of or particular type of music that it's almost I can't I can't see how you wouldn't be able to advise bands in a mm. sense, you know. I suppose so. There are maybe genuine like little labels out there who like would Absolutely. like to nurture bands, in but the indie I scene, think the right? big ones yeah. are just yeah. Yeah, but that's what I'm referring to. I'm talking to the big machine. Like, I mean, I'd obviously support indie labels. I think they're mm. great. Like, mm. and most people behind indie labels have artists' best interests at heart. At heart, yeah. And they yeah. just want to make a bit of cash together. Do you yeah, know? Yeah. But um, I, it's probably yeah because a lot of these guys might be just the likes of you and me who are just like yeah. trying something I suppose you know yeah. or obviously not as successful as you but <laughs> but but that's the great thing about this I mean I I make a hundred percent of my profits as opposed to like the ten percent I would have made if all this had happened on a major label yeah you know? has has anyone ever contacted you about going yeah really? I've had I've been in touch just with um a few labels and my answer is just always a flat out not not a hope not interested i have no interest in dealing with a record label now okay they'll it, they, the second they get involved they would ruin everything they would destroy everything i've built they would try and market it in a way that i know would piss my fans off because one of the things that i think is really important about making a living on the internet is understanding how the internet generation thinks and understanding how to appeal to them and their generosity because I can't live unless they decide they want to give me money. Yeah. And they don't have to. They can pirate my shit if they want to. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And um, I think how you interact with your audience is so important because if you look at like HBO, uh, the way they do Game of Thrones, man, it's the most pirated show ever because they won't give people a legitimate way to conveniently stream it. Mm. And then they complain and whinge about piracy and it's like, shut up, like... <laughs> You're not giving the audience what they want, you know. That's very. That's a very good point. You know? Provide the platform that people actually want. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, performance, actually, I was going to ask you about. I, I looked at some of your YouTube performances of some of the tunes, you know. Yeah. And you kind of, you you play to the video a lot and blah blah blah. And your yeah. fa- the, the comments are always really positive. That. Yeah, it's, all, it's a strange little oasis of of of. <laughs> positivity and, <laughs> and niceness on the which is so rare because <laughs> yeah, usually yeah. i'm like i'm waiting for some guy to go fuck off yeah. <laughs> so I'm looking at you the, do get those every so often like, okay yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. but sure i suppose you, yeah, you'll always have that but uh yeah. do you like the performance element of music is there anything like like with miracle of sound do you miss that kind of performance or and is it something that you would consider like taking to a stage at some stage um i've done a few gigs as miracle of sound there was um I did a couple at like expos and cons and things and they were really good fun. It's a crazy feeling to have like a room of a hundred, hundred, few hundred people screaming every word of your songs back at you really? from a country you're not from. That's crazy. <laughs> Where did you do these men? Uh, in South, what was it? North. It was either South or North Carolina. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I was thought you were going to say Korea. Durham. Durham. And it was for Escapist Expo, which is just a big gaming convention. Okay. They brought me over. How did that? So they just invited you over to play? Yeah, because I used to post my songs on that site. Okay. And uh, we had like a kind of a distribution-y kind of deal together thing. But I moved on from that this year. I just wanted to go wholly independent. So So you are, it's miraculous. Everything is purely yours. Yeah. 
That's the way to go, man, isn't you it? You've got to own your own IP, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Jesus, yeah, man. Um, so, yeah, um, but in terms of performance, I miss big band style, yeah. would you ever kind of go, you know what, maybe I get a few heads together and just... No. No. No, I mean, I miss... I'll tell you what I miss is that one hour where you're up there together and you're playing and you're connecting with the audience. But the entire rest of the day around that hour, I don't miss it at all. The waiting around, the stressing, the practicing. The, and the thing is, for me now, time is money. And any hours I take out of doing my own thing work mm. is not going to be as financially rewarding to me as, yeah, I know. <laughs> do you know, and that sounds really cynical, but man, I'm, I'm 35, do you yeah. know, <laughs> I, yeah. I want to buy a house, you know, <laughs> <laughs> reality <laughs> bites, you know, yeah. you're like, okay, yeah, <laughs> driving to fucking yeah. London, is that going to be, yeah, yeah. and driving up to fucking Galway to play to three people in a, in an empty room, yeah. nah, no, yeah, you know? I think yeah. If you ever did that at some stage, it'd probably be just purely a yeah. hobby, you know. Yeah. If Miracle of Soul ever became something that exactly yeah. could be run by other people, is would you have a hope that you would expand it to that point that it would become? Um, are you? I'm would you all be happy where it is? To okay. be honest, okay. it might be nice to do a gig maybe once every year or something. But yeah, it's not something I'm hugely, hugely interested in. But in terms of the business as a whole, would you yeah. always see it as a one man operation, or would you kind of go? No, I don't. No. I think if it gets, it's already at a point now where I. I'm kind of it's getting a bit I won't say stressful because it's an enjoyable thing but it it gets difficult to keep up with everything Mm. and to be in control of everything especially when you've a a musician's brain Mm. and not a business brain because I don't have a business brain at all I mean I don't even have proper merch I probably lost so much money by not having proper merch and I'm trying to get all that sorted out now but like you need someone I think with a business brain and at some point that's going to have to become a part of this it's like sports people have agents and stuff yeah you do need that kind of yeah that focus I suppose yeah, yeah. well I, I do have an agent but ooh. yeah <laughs> yeah well um, how long have you had the agent uh, for the last few months actually it's actually a really good agent I'm on the Lisa Richards agency okay. they, they do like Killian Murphy and they do like some of the Game of Thrones cast oh really yeah yeah, they're great. So, ba- but that they basically primarily deal with soundtracks and things. So mm. they're very slowly working me into that world at the moment. Okay, uh, I can't really talk too much about it, but it's like. But then again, that's something to me that's a bonus. Okay, yeah. But uh, yeah, I will have to get someone to do like PR and all that kind of stuff because yeah. it's just getting out of my hands now. Plus, uh, even just to take the stress away, man, that you can yeah. just go fuck it. Yeah. Like or to, of managers or to know? vet the emails, man. Yeah, because like I get like my email. Mo- inbox just goes doom 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 Continuous. all fucking day and it's like you're you're searching through all these messages to find the nice ones the fan mail you know because there'd be lovely messages now every day from like fans in brazil or some other corner of the earth and they're lovely to read but then like you'll have for everyone those there's two or three going oh, i need a favor or can you do this for me yeah can i use your song for this and of course i always let people use the songs as long as they're credited but it's just such a pain in the arse to type the same shit over and over yeah. again <laughs> so many times a day here's my credits list here's what you do blah 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 and it's so hard to keep up with that because it's just like you need an email monkey yeah exactly you <laughs> <laughs> have come up with a nap just to do it for you the, 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 the people asking for favours is, is, is funny though I mean it's, I actually had to write a thing on my website that I now just as, and when anyone asks me a favor, I just link them to this page on my website okay. that explains 
why you don't deserve my favors if I don't know you? <laughs> really? <laughs> and why would I take time away from my audience to pander to your particular thing? Yeah. But that's, I think... Could this be any randomer? Or is it any like, randomer, is yeah. Is that like a fan or whatever? Um, I kind of... You know, sometimes people, when you say... Someone will say, right, uh, this this now is a actually surprisingly common thing. They'll want you to write a song for a girl they like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're like, is I'm she like, in a game? Man, then fuck off. It's, yeah. not. <laughs> it's like, man... First off, you never ask a musician to do that because she'll want to run off with the musician instead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Second, what makes you think you're entitled to this level of time from someone who doesn't know you? And you should run a competition, yeah. man. You should run a the, the stupidest request, and I'll, whoever puts in the stupidest request gets it done. <laughs> yeah. I'll write a song for your cat or yeah. something. Oh, that's no, I've I've had that one. Yeah, will no. you do a song about my my cat? I had one poor girl message me. I have this song called Jet Black Dress, which I wrote that song. <coughs> I think it was like 2007, maybe 2008. Mm. Some poor girl messaged me last year saying, um, oh, you know, my buddy told me that he sent you the lyrics to this song and you made a song out of it for me. And I was like, I'm really sorry your buddy lied to you. Like <laughs> <laughs> That guy's a bullshitter. He's a fucking dickhead. <laughs> and he lied to you. It's crazy, <laughs> man it must be a really good buzz to get an email from someone like fucking i don't know brazil or yeah, russia it's or amazing just to kind of go yeah i really like your music yeah and you get very um sometimes it can be a really really emotional kind of experience because you get like like especially amongst the gaming audience because they tend to be quite introverted people gamers a lot of the time and i got you get one from like like some girl in america who might be getting bullied at school or yeah. something and she said the songs are basically what kept her going through that like and you're like that's fucking amazing do you that's know it's, mad, it's dude. yeah it? people who have been suicidal and said that the hope the hopeful feeling in such and such a song like there's two songs now that are more personal ones i put up on the channel is amnesia and every time you look around which are both personal songs yeah. written for friends to cheer them up and apparently those messages are quite universal to people all around the world, which is lovely. Like, and God, and that must be really inspiring to kind of go, wait a minute, yeah, I'm that, actually doing something good here. Yeah, outside that, of all the money and whatever. It's like, you know, yeah. I might be doing this for selfish reasons mostly, but it's lovely that it has a knock on effect that mm. it makes people so happy. Does that make any sense? Yeah, but yeah. I think uh, I suppose anyone who's trying to make it, it's, it's easy to find someone who's trying to make a living yeah. being selfish, but. Yeah. It's like you, you have to, you know, everyone's got to make a living, you know. And unfortunately, you're doing it in a way that you really like. Um, I might take a break here for a sec, yep. actually. Oh, cool. no worries. said your business model earlier was kind of a bit chaotic accidental and it, and it works for you but um turning youtube hits into fucking hard cash baby yeah. is this a tricky one you know how like is youtube and all the social media sites are they just kind of an avenue to 
expose the stuff or can you actually generate an income f- through these alone you, i would say it's a little of both i mean youtube you can make money from it and i do but youtube money is vastly overrated by people who don't make youtube money i think people think you make a lot more money from youtube than you. yeah, yeah yeah like most people who would have youtube partnerships um it would average out at usually about a dollar or two per thousand views okay yeah so YouTube pay you directly or is it is it's it through ad revenue? Okay, okay. Yeah. So they will like I'm partnered with a company called Machinima and they place ads before my videos. Okay. And they take a cut and they give me the rest. Oh really? Yeah. So and does that do they basically contact you in that sense to set this up or uh yeah. Oh, really? They'll contact you. They keep an eye on which channels are doing good traffic and stuff and yeah. Um, I'm I'm an oddity with this because Machina Machinima usually only deal with gaming channels. I'm pretty much their only music channel, and it was because at the time when they did contact me, nearly all the songs were gaming songs. Whereas mm-hmm. now it's much more like fifty fifty. Mm-hmm. I do all the gaming songs, but then I have all my own personal stuff as well. Okay, but uh, yeah, sorry, getting off of me and back to the actual topic at hand. <laughs> Uh, yes, you can, you can make money from YouTube. You can, but you need to be getting a lot of views. You need to be doing millions every month for it to be enough to live on. And um, like, but my main income is album sales. Like, I wouldn't rely on YouTube as my main income. Okay, so uh, you've I know you've released Metal Up recently, which yeah. is your own stuff. But do you uh, you've so you've released albums of the stuff you've put on YouTube as well, gaming albums as per se. Yeah, okay. my my model is pretty much the opposite to how the actual music industry works. So I'll release each song as a single first. Every single song comes out on its own, and then at the end of the year, I'll compile them all on an album. So uh, it's like the greatest hits of 2015 or 20. pretty much. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, every hit of 20 <laughs> and every non hit, <laughs> the ones that fail miserably go on the albums as well. I'm like, maybe people will like it if it's like in this context. If there's no video yeah. released. There's probably a few bonus tracks of you yeah. doing acoustic versions of pop songs. Yeah, exactly. Uh, every every so often it happens, man. There's a track that just bums and it's it's so hard to tell. Because you'll be there in your head going, yeah, this one's great. It's going to do so well. And then it bombs and no one watches it. And you're like, I wonder, wonder what happened there. I wonder, did it just, was the song not strong enough? Did it just get bad luck? Or what can I improve next time? But, you know, you just. It's good to get that immediate feedback, though, isn't it? Yeah, you kind yeah. of go, oh, yeah, this isn't working. Okay. And the internet will tell you. I need to drop the banjo. When you fuck up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they are not shy about expressing their opinion. <laughs> That's another thing I would recommend most musicians to develop very early on in their career thick is skin. a thick, thick skin. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. And learn how to separate criticism from people being dicks. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a thin line, though, isn't it? It is, yeah. Because yeah. sometimes people can offer a very valid criticism, but they're a complete fucking asshole about mm-hmm. it. And you're like, yeah, go fuck yourself. It's easy and as well. And then you kind of silently go, fuck sake, I know he's right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's easy kind of be the, the internet critic, isn't it? It's like, yeah. you can just immediately go, oh, type, you, you don't see the reaction on the person yeah. you're criticizing. It's just like, I can type this. and Everyone is a critic now because of the internet. Everyone has a voice. Yeah. You don't do any physical releases, so you were saying earlier. No, it's something I've had a fair few requests for in the last year, and I am thinking about it. Um, I was thinking of doing it for Metal Up now and seeing how that goes. Mm. And if that goes well, possibly consider it for future release. 
I have always just thought it probably wouldn't be very financially viable. Mm. But Bandcamp now, I don't know if you've heard of that site. Yeah, yeah. They'd be my main selling hub. Okay. They're a fantastic site. I'd recommend yeah, well, every young band get onto Bandcamp. I haven't abandoned them all. We just put up an, e- oh, yeah? we put up an EP for free. Okay. But, um, I have to have a listen to that. Yeah, yeah. It's probably a little bit different. It was, well, it's it's heavy stuff, but it's, it's well, just a little yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Hello. <laughs> oh yeah, you did release an album called Metal Up. So. <laughs> Metal Up what actually? Where is three meanings? Uh, oh really? Three meanings. Oh, three meanings. Yeah. Um so Metal Up as in level up. Okay. Right. Oh. That's the obvious one. Okay. Uh Metal Up because it's a very positive, joyful album of metal. So yeah. it's like up. And the third meaning is metal up as in metal yourself up. Oh yeah. Get fucking where you're Wear your music like an armor and let it kind of make you happy through life and protect you, deflect all the bullshit off you. Like it's amazing how music does that, isn't it? Kind yeah. of empowering. That's the whole theme of that album, actually, is music as healing and catharsis and that mm. kind of thing. Yeah, um, yeah, Bandcamp actually, it's fantastic. It's it's a brilliant because you, you know you can link like merchandise and stuff. You know, yeah, when you actually start making merchandise, that's <laughs> what that I've the, been really. Meaning to look into, yeah. I keep saying I'm, oh, I'm looking into this now. I'm doing it, and then I never do it. So, and terms of, would you like got on the the the, the full hog t-shirts? Oh the, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I put up some really gammy t-shirts last year on um, a site called Spreadshirt, like kind of half arse, and people bought them. So it's like I, I'm, I'm losing money by not doing this. I know I am. Yeah, I need yeah. to get my arse in gear, and and people love to wear. They kind of wear that oh, stuff, yeah. with, you know, like with pride, with like, pride, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the gig that I played over in america there were people all wearing the t-shirts there and i was like jesus i should really be be doing this that's better. mad actually isn't it yeah. in, in especially when you're it was in north carolina was it yeah to see people wearing your t-shirts it's yeah. just such a crazy concept it's mad so uh, that gig actually uh question about that did you did you play that gig on your own or had, did you have session musicians in there with um you? i brought killian with me killian who does echogram okay um me and him have been like best buddies since we were in school together like and uh he uh, very kindly agreed to help me out by playing guitar so basically we had um, like the drums the bass the orchestration everything was on a backing track uh killian was on guitar and i just did vocals over it then I, I didn't want to do everything by myself because there's just something about having that one other person up there you can feed with, that you can feed off each other and have a bit more energy. And I think the audience likes to see that interaction on stage as well. And Plus, you're a lot less nervous when you're not on your own. I mean, I get so scared. I People always say you'd never tell it by watching me play, but I'm so terrified before gigs, man. I'm shit. I get like, I have to go to the jacks like 20 times before a gig, you know, I'm like puking and shitting and fucking like... <laughs> Basically projecting yeah, stuff out of yeah. your body. Every orifice just opens up. <laughs> I, I, I hate it. It's so terrifying. It's terrifying, isn't it? Because I feel like, yeah. oh man, I'm brutally nervous before gigs. Are you? Like, oh my God. Yeah. And I talked to this Scary guy. Like. Um, again, back to that Chris Colohan interviews and mm-hmm. a lot of really cool bands. And he was saying like that... He, he gets brutally nervous as well. And he said he's like played 800 to 1,000 shows in his life. And it never gets any easier. And he said it could be a 1,000 people or it could be three kids. And and he's like, he's brutally nervous. And he was even nervous before our interview. And I was like, and I'm a nobody in Cork and Ireland. You know, I was really nervous. And he was like, I'm nervous. I'm like, what? Why are we doing this? You know, it's mad. It's just, I think it's just human nature, isn't it? Presenting a part, a vulnerable part of yourself to an audience is always going to be scary. 
no matter how many times you do it. I suppose that's the, the artistic thing, isn't it? Mm. You are really opening yourself up for criticism. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. And if you if you do it, and that's a funny thing, actually, I, I find the more people who are at a gig, the easier it is to deal with. Mm. Like, if you're playing to a room of 10 people, that is fucking terrifying. Like... You can, and, and especially if three well of them wander out, <laughs> you know. Yeah, but when it's a few hundred people, I think it's much easier to just get into it and yeah. feed off their energy, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that is true. Yeah. Plus, if you're playing to ten people and four of them walk out, you're like, "Shit, I just lost forty yeah. percent." Yeah, <laughs> what am I doing wrong? <laughs> Hurry up back from the toilet, there, lads. So my we'll, audience, we'll wait. <laughs> we'll wait for you, lads. <laughs> Go to yeah, the bar. Yeah, come yeah. back. You'll be fine. Three girls in the corner gone to the jacks. Just hold off till they come back. <laughs> Mid song. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna take a break there. <laughs> Stop at bar seventeen, there, lads. We'll kick back in there. Soon. Oh man. <laughs> Was it always going to be your life, Gavin? Music was yeah. there? Was there, there ever was a never, point where there was never any other option? Really? No. From the get go, like, from the get go, you had no I aspirations up, of being an astronaut as a kid or anything. I wanted to be a comic book artist when I was eight. Really? Yeah. So I used to love the Transformers yeah, comics. Nice. But I, the minute I picked up a guitar, and the minute I like, well, actually, it was when I discovered Guns and Roses in about 1990 when I was about ten. That was the moment that I knew there was nothing else I'd ever want to do but be a fucking rock star, like <laughs> <laughs> jumping around playing a tennis racket to fucking locomotive. Oh, and you could be mine. There, yeah. And, man, yeah, was they, that the Use Your Illusions? Um, it was. I think it was. I think I got into them just before Use Your Illusion came okay, out, or maybe okay. it was just after. I don't really remember, but and then there was like Iron Maiden as well was the, the other big one for me. Like and it just hearing the effect they had on people at their live shows, like I want to do that. That's what I want to do. And there's never been, man, it's, I've never stopped working at it for one fucking second since I was 15. Like, really? Yeah. So all the way through school and stuff? Oh, yeah, sure. I, I, I was like a, I was an AB student up till junior cert. Okay. Then picked up a guitar, fucking out the window <laughs> went the grades, like didn't give a shit anymore. It's like, fuck all of this. I want to be a musician. I, I, I'm like all through jobs and everything, man. I was in, in serious insomnia because working all day and then working all night recording songs and going into work like half dead and getting fired i got fired from like every single fucking job i was ever in except hmv which i just walked out of because it was stressing me out. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's the, the other side of was, the music industry yeah, yeah. actually it's really one of my absolute favorite things about miracle of sound is i now make more money than my old boss who told me music's a hobby mate not a career <laughs> <laughs> Take, take that, Mister Boss Man. That's the vindication <laughs> yeah. right there. So, um, did you? So, obviously, you did your leaving certain stuff. Did you? And yeah. you went down to study music, then, did you? No. Um. Well, yeah. I mean, you know this Kalash de Stefano, of course. Mm. It's a great course. Like, they, but they mainly focus on teaching you how to manage yourself. And, um, I started learning about um MIDI and stuff back then. I mean, this is like two thousand it's a while back this 2001 2002 i think so technology was very i mean they were teaching us how to record onto dat you know it was a very different system then and uh it's changed so much but definitely got my start there man they're a great course yeah I, i've known a few people who've done it actually and you you actually genuinely learn something from yeah from your experience there oh yeah big time yeah man. especially about the man chris is great about all the management side and stuff okay. and and I hear the gear they have in there now is actually like fantastic stuff. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I, it's kind of nice to have that um, 
little bit of knowledge, mm. you know, going into these things. So going forward for Miracle of Sound, yep. what's next? Uh, hopefully just staying as it is. Really? Yeah, I've no intentions to change one single thing about it, except to hopefully keep that thing growing every year. Like, Do you have to do a shitload of gaming research? Um, it's like, it's like it's yeah. if you're sitting on the couch playing fucking Assassin's Creed or something, can yeah. you go, oh, I'm just doing research. Your girlfriend doesn't get to give out to you. She doesn't she, actually. Do you know the funny thing is, she's I'm really lucky with her because even before this was a career, she never had a problem with how big a nerd I was. And I think I was pretty careful about that when we met. I was at a point in my life where I'd been in a few relationships which people hadn't been so comfortable with certain aspects of my personality okay. and i was like this time i the have chaos, to be perhaps. with someone who can accept all of that and who will go okay he's a fucking psychopathic nerd who fucking spends all day fucking doing this and that and will spend days paying me no attention because he's working on music and i just i put all this out there at the start it's like this is who i am yeah. i accept it very very loving mm-hmm. but you know yeah. there's going to be times where you won't see me for a few days because i'm working like <laughs> she, maybe she enjoys that maybe it's like you kind of get that healthy balance of oh, she's an independent woman man she works she's got her own thing going on and that's what works for us you know yeah. she's great <laughs> yeah. yeah there you go yeah. um so in terms of advice for people who are kind of thinking about maybe i won't say doing something similar but yeah maybe just working in music or even just trying to make a a living through the internet or, or whatever yeah do you have any advice for people who might have um interest yeah definitely i would say don't you don't have to ignore the status quo the way you're told to do things but i would say take it all with a, a pinch of salt i think there's this myth that you, that young artists are told that you have to endlessly gig um and go up and down the country in a van playing to six people in a pub and i think that's complete bullshit myself i honest i think gigging is a way absolute waste of time i think it's good for learning to be better at gigging but that's the only thing it's good for um i also think look at social media it's absolutely vital to get your social media sorted out twitter facebook put your songs on youtube yourself because if you don't someone else is going to monetize it make sure you're the one getting the money for your youtube hits uh but then do you know there's so many things that i don't know how to advise on like the big question how do you get the music out there to people and i wish i had a better answer for that because for me it was luck i think and (laughs) but there's so many avenues to get it out there now you know what i mean but i suppose it's just i suppose persistence is another one you know yeah just to keep persistence yes yeah Mm. and the thing as well about um you have to be making really good quality work. You know, you do. And and that is, I've always said this, it's maybe 10% about talent and 90% about practice and learning your craft. And because, you know, like you get messages from young people and they're like, oh, I wish I had your skills with music and your voice and this. And, and I'm like, man, I was, I was awful when I said, my talent pool is so limited, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. And I worked for a decade to overcome that lack of talent yeah. and become better you know yeah. that's all it's hard work man and confidence i suppose even just even just um yeah yeah to kind of dismiss the fear i suppose of just putting yourself out there you know yeah. what i mean because people are always going to try and want to fucking take yeah. a dig at you you know oh absolutely yeah. especially like especially with local like 
you, you, you like anytime you've seen local bands over the years kind of start to do well there always are people who will try and put them down and and sometimes you catch yourself doing it mm. and you're just like shit no just fucking stop because i remember who was it i uh didn't like there a few years ago <laughs> who was it i think it was paddy casey i just wasn't a fan of his music yeah and every time he came on the radio, I was like, ah, fucking that stupid song about fucking saints and sinners. And and then I was, you kind of have to stop yourself. It's like, look, he's an Irish fella who's done this for himself and just give it a bit of support, you know? And because we've all done it, man. And yeah, it's, man. It's, but it's an ugly thing to do. We should be lifting up our own, you know? Maybe is it, is it kind of ingrained in our a little bit that we anyone kinda... who gets notions yeah. <laughs> sit down there no Shawnee yeah. <laughs> yeah but it, do we, I, I wonder do we resent success you know um, I think a little bit mm. I think but then I don't think that's as unique to Irish uh, the Irish psyche as we think it is I think that happens everywhere really yeah uh, but I think there's a different attitude in America in America they're trained to admire successful people and this is all like if you look at even American music videos, it's all braggadocio. It's all like, look at all my money, look at my cars, look at all the women I have. And they kind of are taught in their culture that this is what you should be aspiring to. Whereas in Ireland, I think because maybe the Catholic past or whatever, we're taught to be a bit more humble and mm. too much. I actually think we're taught to be too humble. I even find with this, it's even, you know, putting interviews and stuff up and you listen back to yourself and yeah. The self criticism is yeah, so yeah. strong. You're like, God, my voice is so Jesus. I and then if someone points out a flaw that you already were thinking, it's like, yeah, it's you so compounded. Yeah. You go home and cry for about a month. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the worst criticisms that bite the hardest. Are the ones that you know are, yeah, you know deep inside you are are true. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you can see it yourself. You're yeah. like, oh yeah, I, I notice in some of the interviews. Like, I say yeah a lot, and I'll probably cut it out. <laughs> A lot of whatever I say today, but I'm like, mm, yeah, mm, mm. then I'm like, oh, yeah, Jesus, yeah, I'm doing that as well. <laughs> um, that's my big one. I go, um, um, and someone pointed it out in one of the videos once, and I listened back. It's like, I think I said, um, like 200 times in that fucking video. Really? Yeah, I was like, Jesus, I need to, need to work on that. Like, Have you got in touch with a huge community of other musicians through this as well? I know you um, like, week, yeah. You did a you did a, um, a collaboration with a guy called is it Dan Bull? Dan Bull, yeah, he's yeah. a British rapper. He's yeah. awesome, man. He's a he's a modern poet. He's yeah, a funny dude. Listen to him. Uh, yeah, I actually had a listen to. Uh, I think there's like his ultimate ultimate one. I, I can't exactly remember the video, yeah. but yeah, it, there's so much going on in it. But yeah, yeah. he's his wordplay is is phenomenal. Yeah, I mean. yeah, and he he'll be doing a song like me, like I'd say about. 50-60% of his stuff is based around games and movies and stuff but uh, he'll be doing this song about a video game but then he'll put in some references to like English liter- literature and historical figures and somehow work that into the lyrics in a way that's so clever and I really admire his uh... and then there's E-Rock who I collaborated with who's great and you have to look him up everyone if you're into metal you have to look this guy up he does metal versions of um, like popular th- themes and yeah movie themes and like i think he did ducktales and he did like (laughs) and then he does metal versions of pop songs as well okay and uh, he guested on one of my songs on the metal album oh cool and then i guested vocal for him on his cover of uh, the bear and the maiden fair from game of thrones so yeah that's cool great dude yeah so in terms of success in that whole genre are you like 
I, I'm not overly familiar with it. I'm, I'm probably only familiar with it because of you, you know. Yeah. Would you be up there is like in terms of the hits and stuff or is there anyone that's like getting crazy hits altogether? Yeah, there would be there's nobody who does quite what I do mm. and gets the same amount of hits as in like the people who there are people who get millions more hits than I do doing a slightly different version of what I do, which would be much more aimed towards young people mm. like they would sing a song now saying i'm playing minecraft okay and a creeper blew me up do, oh, do, do. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's very it's it's it is what it is yeah. you know i'm not going to criticize it because it's a different art form do you know yeah, what i mean yeah. but i'm just not interested in that but i know that if i was to do that i would immediately double my views but really? then i would kind of feel do you know what i love music and i love making music that i want to listen to mm. So I'm just not really interested in doing that. And I'm making enough to live on now and I don't mm. need to compromise what I do to, to not yet it, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see what happens give, if the money runs three out. Weeks of like, oh, Gavin's doing a thing about what he had to I'm playing Minecraft. <laughs> <eating cornflakes. laughs> but, uh, and like I said, my stuff started out like that. And I moved on from it because I, it, just, it just wasn't making me happy as this sounds so pretentious, but it wasn't making me happy as an artist like. I wasn't making music that I felt was valuable and that I wanted to listen to. You know? Are you proud of your body of work? Very. Yeah. Extremely proud of it. Um, there's quite a body of, there, there is a decent like body of work there. 150 songs. Really? Yeah. And I feel like they've, they've gotten better as they go along. Like if you listen to the first Miracle of Sound album, the quality in songwriting and especially in mixing and production mm. in the fifth one, which came out last year, is leagues ahead of the first one. It's like a, Okay. Well, I I think so anyway. But you probably learn so much along the way, you know. Even buying probably new equipment, just kind of yeah. The equipment is a big one. It's a big Being one. Being able isn't to it? afford better compressors and EQs and all that stuff. Yeah. Was but, that all self-taught? Yeah. 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 Fair play to you, man. Um, I think we're fairly close to we could wrap this up. Actually, you know what? In terms of music that you're listening to at the moment, yes. I think it's always nice to get an insight into what someone is listening to because yeah. I've done a few of these kind of music related podcasts of late, but yeah. it's nice to know what people are listening to. What is what's on your iPod or okay. similar well, gadget at the moment? I think anyone who listened to Metal Up would think it's very obvious that I'm into Mashuga. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some of the timings on there and some of the big eight string guitars and stuff I just digging Meshuga a lot at the moment, okay. but I don't uh, like a lot of the bands that they spawned. The kind mm. of more digin, 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 digin yeah. kind of stuff. It's, it's a bit, overly technical or something. It's not. It's not. It's just I find it's kind of. Um, it's but, nice to listen to for a few minutes, and then it's like, yeah, turn yeah. it on. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing how some bands have it, and other bands yeah. might be doing something so similar. Yeah. But they just it lacked that soul it or something. Lacked, yeah, and it la- I think it, what they all lack is the power. Um, I was reading a thing with Kirk Hammett recently. He got up on stage with Meshuggah and did a solo to, to Bleed. I don't know if you know that song, Bleed. It's an, it's a fucking juggernaut of a song. Like, And he said it was like standing in front of a locomotive, trying to fucking keep ahead of us so it doesn't flatten you. He said that's what it felt like playing with them. And that, part of me was like, well, Kirk, that's just what it feels like to play with a fucking drummer who can drum. <laughs> <Do you know? laughs> oh! Metallica fans angry and right now. The Lars Ulrich bomb. <laughs> Man, I'm with you. I, I think yeah. he's one of the most overrated drummers yeah. in that whole fucking genre, to be honest. Anything else floating your boat? Uh, I adore the new Nightwish album. 
Yeah, their new singer Flora Jansen is oh, she's incredible, man. I'm kind of in love with her. She's amazing. <laughs> okay, and uh, what else? girlfriend. Oh, she knows. Does I she? have her. If you look, Flora Jansen and Kate Bush. The, she just knows that my love for them is she, is they're, they're unending. On, they're on the list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what else have I been listening to recently? Um, there's some good pop music starting to come back now. There's a band called The Pierces, which is two American girls who are making some good pop songs. Uh, I don't know, man. It's so, there's music's gone so different now in that when you discover a new artist, you kind of listen to one or two of their songs rather mm. than the whole album. I don't know if you found that as well. Man, With the I, internet age. I, I kind of still am a bit old school and yeah, kind of to. listen to the album and kind yeah. of obviously I'll dip in and out, but yeah. I think if it's if it warrants listening, I think the whole album. Some some albums work better as a whole. You Absolutely, know? and I probably maybe people produce music now yeah. that they're not meant to work as a whole. That they're meant to work in individual parts. You know, a song yeah. does its thing, and there you go. You know, but. I agree big time. And yeah. when you do find an album that works as a whole now, it's mm. great. The new Mastodon is really good, actually. I really like it. Uh, yeah, they're, I got a ticket for them, actually. They're, they're playing. I have to get a ticket for that, actually. And yeah, Jake, I'd say they could be. I remember, get, oh, Jesus, I got it. Obviously, it was made probably two or three weeks ago, and your one was like, it could be sold out in a week. So there was, really? yeah, a lot Shit. of interest. Um, yeah, because I saw them before supporting Metallica. But the sound was so bad that it was hard to even hear the riffs they were playing, which is disappointing. I saw Slipknot support a Metallica once, and oh, I'd say the volume was so bands. low. Yeah. You know, they like they were they were turned so down. It was like, oh, who the fuck would want to follow Slipknot? Jesus! I saw them live up in Dublin there a few weeks ago. Oh my god, they were incredible! Really? Jesus, what a fucking tight yeah. live outfit yeah. they are! Like their bass player died, didn't he? A few he years did, ago. Yeah, yeah. 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 I actually haven't listened to the last few albums. They haven't really done it for me, but the older stuff is... The new one's very good, actually. Is it? Yeah, I was surprised because I didn't dig the last two as much either. It's like, I was Iowa is probably... That one's an absolute That's monster of an album. Oh my God, it's so heavy. Yeah, but they're still, geez, they're still a phenomenal live band. Like, and yeah, I saw them in... I think I saw them in London a few... Oh, it's probably, Jesus, I say a few years ago. It's probably like 10, 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck, I forget I'm 37. I'm like, shit, I'm so... I'm middle-aged. Yeah, we are, man. man We're it, getting on now. It pays to have, um, I suppose, for the type of stuff you do, it pays to have a, a kind of a well of musical interest, doesn't it? You know, like yeah. the... That you're not confined to like, oh, yeah, you listen to Meshuggah and that's it. You know, yeah. that you kind of can spread your wings a little bit and dip into pop and oh yeah whatever. sure my my shelf next to my desk now has like Meshuggah and girls allowed there really? are the two cds up on top of it <laughs> like, you know? i think they were always meant to be together <laughs> you know what someone has to mash the two of them up somehow <laughs> Good sugar girl sugar girl sugar what the sugar babes that's probably my, the... my sugar babes yeah. <laughs> this has to be a fucking band man the Meshuggah babes the sugar babes I'm gonna call up to Julian O'Gorman if you're listening <laughs> you're gonna be the lead singer for the Meshuggah babes he'd probably do it too yeah. <laughs> oh on that note I think we should call it Meshuggah babes if you take anything from this interview it's Meshuggah babes it's gonna be the big hitter of 2016 and where can people find you actually uh, other than like you, your music you say is on Bandcamp and yeah, iTunes, iTunes to download, download YouTube is the best place to find it and mm. kind of have a little search through the channel and see which songs you like and one thing I would say is if you don't like the first song you hear 
try a different one because mm. they're all so utterly completely different mm. unless you can't stand my voice and then in, in that case i wouldn't bother do you know what i mean because that's on all the tracks like <laughs> i mean if, if you don't like that you should probably just move on like <laughs> Oh yeah, it's good advice. Very yeah. good advice, <laughs> Gavin. Thanks a million for calling over. It's been a pleasure to have you here. Thanks for best of luck with everything in the future, and uh, let's hope that um, you are garner more success by the end of twenty fifteen. Cheers. Thanks. Take care. <laughs>